2: Welcome to the Cultaholic
3: Wrestling Podcast. If you like a slightly more positive podcast than the one we did last week, then join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic like Wrestling Podcast. Joined by myself, nafu the wonderful Ross, and the amazing Jack. And if you watch last week's Ross, episode... Ross,
1: wait, sorry, just quickly, Ross has had a haircut.
2: I haven't, I've just got hair gel on.
1: Ross has got hair gel in. <laughs> Sorry Matthew Carry on Great start every, from me Every
2: single video I do these days is endless comments About the state of my hair And how lockdown's Hit me hard I've got curly hair There's nothing that can do So I've got it slicked back Like CM Punk And I'm equally as cool So take that <laughs> And as you can tell By the mood
3: Yes Don't worry <laughs> uh, Country to last week's Podcast We're in a Slightly more upbeat mood And we thank you For the wonderful comments We received last week And we hope that we've helped some people during what was a week of poo. Uh, Gelled hair, or no gelled hair. But we know how you're doing, Ross. Jack, how are you doing, drinking
1: all that water? I'm all right. It's been a bit of a busy day, but uh, Thursday always is. So I'm just powering on. Come on, how are you, Matthew?
3: I'm also powering on. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a lot of news to get through, so let's start with that. In Impact Wrestling news, Yes, that show that we never talk about. Uh, Michael Elgin has gone from suspended to we're not going to use you again uh, as he somehow managed to get into a legit fight with Sami Callahan. according to reports backstage on the way out. Impact are remaining tight-lipped as to the exact reason Elgin was let go, but because it's Michael Elgin, it could be narrowed down to at least two dozen different reasons. <laughs> uh, and on the same subject, uh, Tessa Blanchard. The world champion has been stripped of the world title and her contract according to mike johnson it was a combination of her contract ending before the upcoming summer anniversary pay-per-view but impact hoped they could work out something tessa disagreeing with this situation and also tessa failing to send in promos to impact wrestling's tv show due to her being stuck in mexico uh, and at the time of this podcast according to what i've read online she hasn't yet
2: returned the title belt to impact
1: Oh get in. Gives oh yes.
2: Up there, NXT. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: any thoughts. Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm the fake world champion. <laughs>
3: <clears throat>
2: yeah. So do you
3: think that uh, Tessa, according to the reports, is gonna sign with WWE and dump the impact wrestling title in the trash? Or will the trash splurge it out and go, no thanks pal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, it's a weird one isn't it it's a shame because despite you know because all, all the bullying and the racism accusations came out about Tessa uh, but in terms of just what her title reign was in kayfabe it was a woman winning a major promotions world championship and it had been done before in like Chikara and Lucha Underground but not, not in a one like impact so it's a shame that it's all ended this way really
3: yeah, that's what we want to say, isn't it? No, other companies have done it, like Jakara, Lucha oh, Underground, yeah. and other companies that are no longer around in 2020. <laughs> Any thoughts here, Ross?
2: Yeah, wait, well, you can't argue with her ability inside the L squared circle. It's just all the extracurricular stuff that's a big question mark. So I don't know what to make of it, to be honest with you, Matthew. It was obviously a groundbreaking historic thing that Impact did with her earlier this year. Well, in terms of, yeah, as Jack was saying, on a major level, if you can call Impact a major level, an uppity level. But yeah, it's just, it is a shame the way it's all ended.
3: Mm. But there is some good news as Gallows and Anderson have announced that they are signing with impact. And I oh, thought was it. not expecting that. Uh, oh! I thought they had, yes. I thought I'm it'd just my been sources report- lied.
1: I thought it had just been reported. I didn't I'd seen rumoured,
3: and then I saw confirmed, and that was good enough for me.
2: Let nice. me have a quick check here.
3: I, I didn't know if
1: they got- themselves.
2: Yeah, Gallows was on Twitter yesterday saying he was fishing at Jacksonville Beach. So everyone was like,
1: "Whoa, hey, Ah, uh, that's a shame. They,
2: yeah.
3: Apparently,
1: there's a clause oh, then, the, in the
3: Sun po- have reported that they are and <laughs> so they're it- <laughs> <laughs> uh, bonding. Apparently, joke?
1: apparently, there's a clause in their contract which means that they can uh, they can still wrestle for New Japan while signed for Impact. So they could be rocking up in New Japan as well. So that's quite exciting. That's where that's where they're at their best. So I'd like to see them over there.
3: Hmm. In odd news, WWE Backstage has been cancelled. Uh, this happened last week, but we were a bit busy last time. Anyone notice?
1: <laughs> I noticed because it came during the time when Renee had unfortunately been tested positive, and then there were rumours that nobody from WWE had reached out to her to make sure she was okay. And then she did an announcement on Twitter saying, God, an announcement. And then the announcement came out and I look like a fool because I was speculating that she might be jumping ship but she's releasing the cookbook so (laughs) there we go good for her you know hope that does well for her
3: I think wrestlers need to stop that I'm going to be teasing something soon because it's never what people are expecting Mm. Uh, and what about wrestlers what was your favourite episode of WWE backstage I know you watched them all
2: I didn't watch a single one Matthew All I saw was on a, on a Wednesday morning it would have been On Twitter Some CM Punk video getting shared And everyone going Oh he's returning to the ring Ho-ho! So yeah I, uh, Well they had some good stuff I guess Paige, Paige never held back when she was on there She used to tell everyone how she felt Which was good But uh, yeah All the best
3: <laughs> R.I.P.W. Be backstage We barely knew you where else are we going to get the lukewarm takes of CM Punk saying stuff like, I think Seth Rollins doesn't know ring psychology very well. Uh, in a summary of the news that we tried to cover last week and it's rolled on to this week, uh, El Ligero, Travis Banks were both released by WWE last week. Also Jack Gallagher. This week, Joe Coffey has been suspended and referees Chris Roberts and Joel Allen were also released. Uh, Grim stuff then- all around. Any thoughts there, Jack?
1: Well, i was sorry. I was just going to say then uh, there was all these rumors going around that there was going to be an NXT UK announcement, but I think all the reports got confused because apparently there was just an internal meeting. Everyone was thinking, oh, are they going to scrap the brand because they've had to release so many people? But instead, it just seems to be more of an internal thing, probably about like future plans for tapings and stuff. So, and then today uh, I reported on, I can't remember who broke the story, but uh Oh, it was, it was Meltzer. It was the Wrestling Observer Radio um, saying that apparently Vince and co want Walter over in, not just NXT, but the main roster. But again, Walter has said, no, I'm all right over here in Europe.
3: Yeah. He does not like America. Doesn't like no. living there. Doesn't like the food. Doesn't like anything about it. So it's like, come over here. Like, Nine. <laughs> yeah. Get away from NXT UK. Uh, we, we couldn't get 20 pence for NXT UK, the brand right now from CEX, but we're going to keep it anyway. Uh, Fair enough. (laughs) Velveteen Dream involved in a car accident. Uh, I guess these things will happen when you're using your phone. And amusing news, the Knox County Board uh, voted 7-1 to to mandate a mask ordinance for anyone inside buildings. Glenn Jacobs, famous wrestler person, was the only one who voted against... The wearing of masks. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Uh off the that there. Did his own punchline. And yeah. a bunch of people in we have COVID. We can say COVID now. So we're going to say COVID as often as possible. So we still get money from these videos. COVID, COVID, COVID. Bad, bad, bad. Um, nice to see some inclusion of masks now on Raw. Skipping out a bit. to See people in the crowd. Now suddenly it's all right to wear them. Unless you are, of course, Glenn Jacobs. I
1: thought you were going to say or Loki or Austin Aries.
3: Who a pair of tools? <laughs> I've never heard of them. Okay. <laughs> are they? Do they watch the podcast?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never know. i don't want to get a strongly worded YouTube video from Loki standing dead still in front of his camera, going, "I will get you." He's so scary. He's such a sinister man.
3: It's scary in the ring. Him like he him reading the. I think you will find Jack the job I did like not say those things and actually I
1: don't know. It's so God. scary no, it's, un- it's unnerving he's like a robot it's weird yeah.
3: maybe he actually is if he doesn't need yeah. a mask yeah <laughs> how great would that have been I don't want to wear a mask why because I am not from this world <laughs> <laughs> and the last bit of news and on a positive note uh, famous resting pers- famous resting personality even Ross Admitted, finally,
2: that Bret Hart
3: was better than Shawn
2: Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> I have. a flopped either side. After wow. many years of being in the Shawn Michaels camp, I've just been watching a few more Bret matches and a couple of more promos, because that was always the thing with me, it was always Bret Hart. bit boring, is he? But he, he's not. Is he? It's 1997 <laughs>
3: Bret strongly disagrees.
2: Yeah, I know, especially 1997 Bret. So, yeah, Brett's overtaken Shawn in my books. Oh. And that met, that that upset a few people. Good. So, <laughs> what about you, Jack?
1: Which one do I think is better?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh. Go on. Give it. I don't know because my heart says Shawn. I've always been more of a heart, uh, heart person. I've always been more of a Sean person. But Brett's match with Austin, I think, is one of my favorite matches ever. So I don't know. It's I think that's my favorite WrestleMania match ever. I'll Rock Austin, but I don't know. It's difficult. It's it's well, Matthew. Where does Sean rank for you? If you think Brett's clearly better, do you think still short, Do you still think Sean's one of the best like ever?
3: Oh yeah, in terms of longevity, absolutely. But there's just something about Brett. Okay.
2: It's his birthday. We're sat here. Is it actually happy, ber-
3: happy birthday, Brett? His birthday is the day after Canada Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope, I almost said Canadian Santa Claus. That's not what happens on a birthday, Matthew. Uh, I hope whoever in your family brings you a nice, healthy dose of poutine, Mr. Bret Hart. And that's the news.
2: (laughs) Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame.
3: And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from the friends you met because of wrestling, last place 28%. Oh. You miserable Shawn Michaels, love and get all right. <laughs> Undertaker's natural speaking voice 32%. Okay, Travesty. and oh, you know what? I'm all right with first place. Uh, September Earth, Wind, and Fire 41%. Good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: Good choice there by Jacker. Do you remember?
1: What your your pickers this week? Oh. I do. I do. Uh, I was going to try and think of another song, but I didn't want to ruin it because what can live up to Earth, Wind & Fire, September? So I, I couldn't think of anything all week, and I was just like, this is crap. This is going to be a crap choice. So I've just gone fully S-Housery. I'm going to nominate the Cultaholic Hall of Fame for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. How uh-huh. many? How many? Meta. Oh meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really meta, yeah. I'm like Deadpool.
3: Ah, Is he was it? popular. <laughs> he was popular five years ago no. um,
1: and <laughs> Oh no. Oh, and that's fair. Uh, how actually, many minutes no, did no, you spend
3: no. on this? Was it one? One and a half? What makes you want to put the just, Hall of Fame in the Hall of Fame?
1: I'll tell you what inspired it. Uh you probably won't have looked at it yet, but the, the Reese's pieces from later on inspired such a meta decision. So we'll see in due course.
3: Or oh, to cliffhanger, that's good for keeping people watching. All right, all I, well, I approve of that. I think you should stay because of that, if it works. Mm. If people then spam the notifications and go, well, we stopped watching after Jack said that, then there'll be issues. <laughs> okay, the Hall of Fame itself. Ross, you were second last week. You can go on second this week as well.
2: Thank you, Matthew, for such a privilege. Come on. Um, I've been watching a bit of 4OD this week. A new show has crept into my scheduling of TV watching, and that show, Matthew, is my nomination this week. And it's Super Vet, and it's this crazy—he's the Heston Blumenthal of vets, right? He gets these these animals with broken limbs, fractures, and all sorts, and he he makes some sort of bionic thingy, jams it in the bone, does it up with a with a bit of string, and that's it. The dog has a new leg when it had a broken leg before. The cat has a new arm when it had a broken arm before. It's a bit more complex than what I've made out there, but it's just—it's amazing to see what he can do with a broken pet. So Noel Fitzpatrick, his name is. So Noel Fitzpatrick, the super vet for everything he does for animals, is my nomination for the Hall of Fame.
3: Ah, oh, interesting. So he's like the MacGyver for dogs and
2: cats. There is nothing he can't do to an animal to fix it. It's incredible. Not like fix it. Not chop the tally (laughs) Whacker off. I mean like mend it. What an amazing man.
3: So Broken freaking pets. Okay. see the appeal there in this chat. Okay. Uh, Mine is wrestling related by God. (laughs) On AW this week, we'll get into it later on. The best friends at the special entrance. This the Fest... Week one, they were led to the ring, driven to the ring even, by their mum in the little minivan.
1: Trent's, Trent's mum.
3: Trent's mum. Yes, that's right. The best friends are not related. Uh, So Trent's mum drove Trent and Chuck, who was, of course, Chuck's best friend. And he's like, all right, thanks, mum. And he's got the (laughs) the face that I think Saliba said he's he's hot dogging.
1: Mad dogging.
3: Mad dog, hot dogging, whatever. Hot dogging's
1: <laughs> when Hogan does all his
3: stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, all right, just go to the ring to win the match. And then Trent's mom's like, come here. <laughs> all right, gives a kiss. <laughs> right. Still had the same mad hot in face the entire time. And I thought that was a nice touch, not just for that, but I think there's a time in every man's life where they go from being a boy to a man when they have to tell their mum, look, I love you, but can you just drop us off near me mate's house? You don't need to come in and knock on the door. You don't need to say hello to everybody. It's fine. And uh, I can definitely relate to that. My mum still, still brings up the time I told her, look, mum, just, when you drop me off, can you not hug my friends? You know, like, I love you, but come on.
1: She, I think she also shouted, have fun at them as they left, <laughs> which is so good. <laughs> That's
3: great. So three good picks there. The concept of the Hall of Fame...
1: Just the whole the cultaholic hall of fame.
3: Oh, just just the cultaholic. Hall of the hall of fames. They're the only one that matters. Uh, Super vet and 40D and Trent's mom.
1: I've got a little story to add just before you do the Patreon about Trent's mom. Um, when me and she gets involved quite a bit. When me and Sam and and Richard were in Currican Hall, uh, he was in a tag match and he ran up the bleachers and gave her a hug. In the middle of the match. It Aww. was look, it was I think it was her birthday or something, or she was just there. What wholesome what wholesome bond they have. Yeah.
3: Did he win the match?
1: I can't remember.
2: Thanks, Mum. <laughs> I'm
1: I intrigued by the way.
2: What what age were you when your mum last did that to you? Both of you. I wanna know. Oh. Come back here. Eleven or twelve.
1: <laughs> it would have been just before secondary school, I think, yeah. I don't know. But when when my mum's had a few, she starts treating me like I'm a toddler again sometimes. So, yeah.
3: But my mum was like, all right, all right, I won't kiss you then. She's like, all right, cool. You're like, phew, wiping the sweat off your brow. You've got away with it. And then she's driving away. She'll unwind the window and go, have a nice time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't seen my mum in so long. God. been what three months longer crazy crazy scenes all right yeah
3: on that happy note if you'd like to vote for any of those amazing picks you can of course go to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic
2: this says this week in the wrestling it's this bloody week in the wrestling
3: ah this week in wrestling smackdown oh good it was only a short one this week because uh, apparently, due to this whole COVID thing, didn't have a full roster. So it was all one long dedication to The Undertaker, who has, of course, retired and will never be seen again.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. So got a replay of the Boneyard match. Afterwards, Baron Corbin cut a promo, burying The Undertaker. That's a silly thing to do. He just gets up again. And saying he's only succeeded because he kissed McMahon's ass for 30 years. Jeff Hardy attacks because Corbin's being so disrespectful to the man who apparently trained Jeff Hardy. Uh, Nikki Cross won a fatal four-way against Bliss, Lacey Evans and Dana, and is now the number one contender to Bailey's title. Also, Ms. Morrison, Cesaro, Nakamura. Wow, they lose to Lince Dorado and Grim Metallica in the new day, it says here. Oh, that's nice. Any thoughts there, Jack?
1: big win for lindsay he didn't get the pinfall but he took care of john morrison hurricane rod off the apron see you later pal
3: nice riding, riding that momentum of her uh, running wild on twitter <coughs> uh, braun tells us a story about him and bray hanging out in the swamp bray let a snake bite him and laughed and braun was like whoa he's proper hard and scary <laughs> braun challenges bray to go back to the swamp Cinematic match inbound, it says here.
2: <laughs> Ross? Braun's got a fantastically pervy voice when he wants to, hasn't he? That, <laughs> man, sends shivers down your spine watching him shake and sweat down the camera while speaking about that. That's terrifying. But I, oh, I guess they have to. Do they have to in this day and age with like the performance centre and every single match looking exactly the same? Do they have to have one cinematic match per pay-per-view now? I'm against that idea, personally, but I don't know
3: about you two. Nah, I'm like you, Ross. The novelty is worn off, and there's no amount of super vetting that can stick the Notley back on. <laughs> and Jeff and Corbin wrestle in the main event, and Jeff wins. Corbin attacks afterwards, but gets beaten down by Jeff, Kofi, Big E, Strowman, and that Matt Riddle fella who made his debut last week. Okay.
1: Yeah, why is Jeff so... Did he ever talk about it in the past? I know he feuded with Undertaker when he was young, and Taker gave him like mad respect for like standing up to him. But it's a weird choice. Surely, I don't know, Wyatt or someone? Maybe not Wyatt, but why Jeff?
3: Because he was healthy and around the area <laughs>
1: yeah. at the time <laughs> of this show.
3: <laughs> and I think that's that on Monday Night Raw. We begin with a double contract signing between Dolph, Drew, Sasha and Asuka. Get that social distancing sort out. Dolph says he made Drew, like how Undertaker made Jeff, and he'll destroy him. Drew lets Dolph pick the stipulation. Asuka and Sasha talk trash to each other and Asuka attacks, sparking a brawl. The, the baddies bail and the champions stand tall. It was a weird first half of Raw where they try to throw lots of stuff together to make it look like a lot of things were happening. But then you watch the rest of them and you're like, no, there isn't... Who are you trying to kid?
1: It's the magic of brother love. It's Brucey e. P.'s production style. Everything's interconnected, even if there's only six people on the roster. Any thoughts, Ross?
2: I, I quite enjoyed... I know there wasn't much wrestling for like the first 40 minutes or whatever, but I, re, I quite enjoyed the way it came on the air with them just brawling. But my main takeaway is I want to see I know general managers have played out but I want to see Samoa Joe as the general manager of Raw because he's a bit different isn't he? He's a the, general, the general manager who no one would mess with because they know he'd rip their heads off if they tried him so give it a go why not? He fit, he fit the role in my opinion him stood there presenting the show I could see it.
1: Give it Joe till end of season.
2: <laughs> I like thinking of Big Joe Allardyce uh, as the
1: GM. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So it'll be you versus Drew next Monday and he goes oh yeah what are you going to do if I don't and he goes oh, oh, oh. alright all right, all right. Big Show cuts off Andrade and Gaza to call out Orton Vegas boys are mad but here comes Ric Flair Flair says that Orton will answer the show when he feels like it and warns Show about challenging Randy Andrade and Gaza are about to attack Show but he's saved by the Viking Raiders who then lose a tag match to the Baddies it's almost like Bruce e. P is trying to be Paulie H., Paul Heyman, when he would do all these interwining angles. So it's funny, he's almost doing an impression of the guy he's replaced. Uh, but Big Show, I heard a big show calling his opponents Angel and Garza
2: at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Ross, you he, he also called them Ferrari and Maserati at one point because they are both Italian. Is that what he was trying to say there?
1: They're not even Italian? What yeah. the hell? No, I, I
2: don't know what that yeah. Right, think <laughs> meant. Yeah.
1: Uh, th- Ross looked like he had something to say when Matthew mentioned Ric Flair I saw Ross go like oh my god
2: you should just leave the guy at home shouldn't you
1: <laughs> yeah he should sure I think did. people have
2: forgot he actually died for a period of time a couple of years ago like that's not a joke he did he passed away for a, a, a short amount of time just leave the guy at home he doesn't need to be there he shouldn't be there full stop just leave the guy at home
1: <laughs> I was thinking like if you could when this all started and they were talking about how like obviously old people are more vulnerable who is the first person that springs to mind, apart from maybe Vince and Lawler, but who, like, do you think don't bring them to the show? It's Ric Flair. They brought him back. He was away for a bit and they brought him back now. It's it's crazy. And they
2: don't even they don't even need him. He's cutting a promo that Randy Orton would just do better. Yeah. Ric Flair, he was on Raw this week going to a big show of Randy just wants to manage your career and do this, that, and sort this out for you and do that for you. So the crux of this rivalry from Rick Flair's perspective. Is Randy Orton want to manage the Big Show, and that can't be right? <laughs> Surely that's not right. Bastard.
3: Yeah. I'm with you. And speaking of those names, this is unrelated to anything right now, but uh, babysitting some people this week, and thank God Netflix for kids is a thing makes my life very easy. But I decided to put on the new Danger Mouse, and I've forgotten how. I, sign of the times it was back way back in the 80s or 70s or whatever danger mouse was on originally the henchman of the villain is italian and his name is because he's italian and evil stiletto mafiosa <laughs> <laughs> what that can't be right go on with me oh that's his name is it all right Duh. so big fan of danger mouse that big show uh the iconics mock ruby right backstage so she challenges one of them to a match. Peyton Royce faces her and wins with help from Billy. And then Big Show beats Andrade and Gaza in a handicap match after Bodies of gone. Uh, whatever. Oh yeah, they're also like having issues between them, as well as issues with Big Show, as well as issues with the tag team scene. As well. <laughs> What's like,
1: going on there, Jack? Angel Gaza and Andrade at the minute are like. Oh, he was a footballer. I can compare like. Owen Hargreaves when he was good, when he was everywhere. Or they're like David Beckham in that match against Greece when he was over on the left wing and he was chasing the ball around everywhere and just doing everyone's job for them because there's so few people. That Andrade and, and Garza are just doing ev- just everything. It's weird.
3: Like Michael Jordan in that last stand documentary we love so much.
1: Oh, hey, no, Dennis Rodman got some crucial rebounds. So That's true, yeah. yeah.
3: And there's, you know, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman... And the rest.
1: Scotty Pip, Scotty Pippen.
3: I know, I'm not being serious. Sorry. I don't need NBA to put a mad at me as well, as well as wrestling to it. <laughs> uh, MVP is offended that Apollo Crews turned down his offer of mentorship and then beat him in a match. Lashley helps a bit, but still. Lashley locks in the full Nelson afterwards, but Ricochet and Cedric Alexander run out to save Apollo. Lashley then beats Ricochet in a match and battles Cedric just for fun. And I really liked that match between Ricochet and Lashley. Uh, I see Ricochet spin around like a Beyblade for Big Bob. And sadly though, Lashley's ear did pop open like when Kimball Slice for James Thompson. Oh, Um, yeah. And just carried on regardless, bless him. Uh, Any thoughts there,
2: Ross, on any of the stuff I've just read out? Really enjoying Bobby Lashley, just smashing fuck. Really enjoying that. But I found MVP beating Apollo Crews a bit too weird. Because as we're sat here in 2020, MVP's a manager, is he not? And I know Bobby Lashley sort of got on the apron, but he didn't touch Apollo Crews. So I think Apollo Crews, if you're going to push the guy, I know maybe, he's, is he a sympathetic babyface? I'm having a game of tennis with myself here. I don't know. But he shouldn't be losing to MVP, is my point. But we need to shout out, by the way, Peyton Royce's new finisher. Who? Yeah, yeah. Woo, that was going to be my Hall of Fame nomination until I saw Big No doing his
1: <laughs> work. Is <laughs> that like like a brain buster?
2: Spinning brain buster, yeah.
1: Bloody hell.
3: I'm all right with Apollo losing if it means that he goes, you know what, MVP? You're right. And they join together.
2: <laughs>
3: if not, then Apollo Crew sucks. Then <laughs> uh, Ziggler and Banks beat Asker and Drew after Sasha reverses the Asker lock into a pinfall. It's a sad ending to Roar this week, like WrestleMania 2000. Topes Lose, unhappy face. Topes, Topes,
1: Topes lose, lose, was, lose. Topes Lose was for you and for for Richard Tubman, if he's listening as well. I thought I'd throw in a, a bit of an obscure Simpson, Not an obscure That's, one, just a Simpsons yeah. reference there.
3: That's right.
1: Topes the Colorholic Wrestling
3: Podcast and the audience of two. I appreciate yeah. that, Jack. <laughs> uh, the Fest, part one. MJF cuts a nasty promo on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus as soon as his microphone started working. But huh. the goodies beat him and Wardlow after a miscommunication between the bad guys. It's a recurring thing this week. Goody uh, retains the TNT title against Jake Hager after immediately reversing his submission
1: oh, in pinfall. Did I leave out one of the matches there? We've skipped one, sorry.
3: I scrolled down too far.
1: Oh. Rashida <laughs>
3: beat Penup, Penelope Ford. I really struggled to do the book T-pronunciation <laughs> there, sorry. In a match with loads of near falls and brief unsuccessful interference with Kip Sabian in what was easily... Penelope's best match on AEW. And they say that every week she's improving by the bucket load. What do you think, Jack?
1: Um first of all, the first match, I really, really enjoyed that. It was such a classic uh good guys, bad Because guy. like, how are you gonna get more healy heels than MJF and Wardlow and more happy baby faces than Jungle Boy and Nishasaurus? It just worked really well. I liked how uh they kept up the whole Batista angle with Wardlow, like he's gonna snap at some point by just waiting for when. Um, and then the second match I really enjoyed it and I agree it was probably Penelope Ford's best match since joining AEW but I think if that match had happened on an NXT takeover everyone would be slagging it off because there were so many kickouts and so many near falls to like down the stretch a lot she kicked out of the Falcon Arrow no one kicks out the Falcon Arrow
3: true Ross any thoughts on the three things I read
2: Penelope her Matrix Trish Stratus esque thingy when Sheila did the dropkick off the top rope. Whoa! I thought that. I, I enjoyed that match the most. I think throughout the whole night. Is that too much of a bold statement? I thought won this match was maybe match of the night. Maybe, maybe. maybe no, you're not. Maybe.
3: You're not bold. You've just done your hair. You've said. <laughs> uh, also, like Cody coming out with his uh, Great American Nightmare shirt in the design of the Great American Bash. thing there because I don't know if you've read but these two brands are feuding and AW was mad that suddenly out of nowhere Great American Bash is back for two weeks and so same two weeks as Fighter Fest
1: finish was weird as well yeah
3: it was a weird one but Cody has to have these when he's doing his big match like the 100 guys run out and do interference and those matches only really work if there's a crowd to give a damn Otherwise it's just the commentators going whoa and you're yeah, like
1: yeah, okay. Oh can do we, we make a we... uh... sorry go on. Are we gonna talk about Jericho?
2: No, I was gonna talk about Hager's entrance, his uh, introduction from <laughs> Justin Roberts. Oh was. Well, well, oh yeah, how do you know this? What do you shout? He is rock hard. Take <laughs> Heger.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh I just thought why, why you just mentioned commentary there. Jericho was so like amped up this week. He was shouting over everyone. It was brilliant because it's Jericho, but he was so you could tell he knew like we've got to get one over on NXT. Come on, uh, and he was also wearing that lovely Canadian suit jacket. Oh. It was wonderful
3: in honor of Bret Hart.
1: How yeah, nice right, yeah.
3: Private party beat Santana or, and Ortiz to become the number one tag team contenders. And this is followed with Omega and Hangman retaining the tag belts against the best friends in brackets and the Man. Then FDR offered them a beer afterwards, which Kenny pours out. It almost results in a fight, but the books come out to calm things down. Lots of tension, it says here. Eh.
1: I, I forgot to mention Taz's promo as well, sorry.
3: I was going to say as well, but you, why don't you go ahead, pal?
1: Taz comes out with Brian Cage and cuts a promo... Uh, And he's just firing shots everywhere. Uh, And Twitter exploded saying that he's a bully and they shouldn't pick on poor little WWE. Now, I think if you're going to criticize WWE for anything, then you are absolutely allowed to criticize the way they've handled this whole situation with uh, masks and testing because they've handled it really badly by all accounts. So I know that AEW sometimes takes too many shots at WWE and it's more of a case of like focus on your own product. But in this case, Taz called WWE a sloppy shop. And I think it's true. I just think if you're going to criticize them for anything, that's the one you can criticize them about. Ross, what did you think?
2: Taz is a really good manager. Really enjoying what he's doing. It just the way he says things, isn't it? it just it just feels impactful, doesn't it? He's got that thing about him. That cadence. Terrifying.
3: Yeah. It's nice seeing serious Taz show up because he's he's good at playing drunk Uncle Taz on commentary on AW Dark every week, but when he's like serious Taz and he's like he wants to say like you know my hands are my weapons and all this and it's like oh wait I'm old. Brian Cage's hands are weapons. Oh there we go.
2: And I'm happy also- that technique thing hasn't gone as well. You know that, the thing is with the, the technical what's it called? Taz's techniques or something. I'm yeah. happy that's around. Taz's tackers. <laughs> Unbelievable attackers. I'm happy they're still a thing because they're good. They're generally good.
3: Yeah. Hmm. It's worth mentioning uh one of the reasons why they would be taking shots, now with a bit of a pass on that, is the fact that they were gonna have Moxie versus Brian Cage. Uh they'll reschedule that for two more weeks. Uh time for Fight for the Fallen.
1: Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mid Mobile, we like to do the opposite
3: Presumably because of, you know, that whole, again, some company not testing the town for COVID until someone got it. I'd just That's just rumour the window though. And, yeah, Jericho was great on commentary this week and he got proper mad, proper rage, if you will, when Orange Cassidy came out and did absolutely nothing.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that bit as well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward That's next week, but I'm really looking forward to it.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good two hours of proper action. I would have actually liked it if the war silly angles and more Britt Baker but I guess that's what they are going for this special night and I think NXT The Great American Bash uh, night one did as well Tegan Knox beat Dakota Kai Candice LeRae and Maya Gim to become the number one contender for the women's title any thoughts there Jack? Did because you, you're the NXT guy
1: well I mean it was a good match it was long I think I, I've only I've not actually watched all of NXT this week I'm the one I know I'm the one who's lagging behind but I think it was elimination rules and yeah. I mean Tegan Knox is great so yeah give her a title shot but don't let her win because Io Shirai's mint Ross
2: uh, I haven't had a chance to watch NXT yet because <laughs> I've got 25 other things to do on a Thursday but uh, I've seen one bit and Sasha Banks's dog is lovely yes and those
3: 25 things are super vet super vet <laughs> so, uh, I wish Timothy Thatcher submits Wanny Larkin and refuses to break the hold after the match because he's a nasty pasty. That's what they would say here. Yeah, I like this match. I was excited for it. Loved Timothy Thatcher. Loved the Thatcher's Thatcher can stuff. Didn't know why the crowd was chanting in USA for Oney. Uh I don't know if I've missed something here. too. Oh, Thatcher yeah. is an American. I know he spent a lot, most of his career in uh, Germany, but oh well. Uh, Ray Ripley beat Robert Stone and Alia in a handicap match. Meaning she doesn't have to join the Robert Stone brand.
1: Comedy match, wasn't it? Ha <laughs>
3: ha ha ha! It was. Uh, Robert Stone doing the old Gil thing from Simpsons, which I think you said last week. What? You know, old Gil.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah. Did you say it last week or?
1: I don't think uh, oh, old well, Gil's old Gil's not been in my mind for about ten years. Uh,
3: <laughs> he's really old Gil now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dexter Lumis beat Roddy Strong in a creepy, creepy strap match. Ooh, did you see
1: that one? A lot long. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, that was long for. I thought strap match ten minutes, few unique spots here and there. But no, it went closer to twenty. I think, and it was like, it was good. They're both good, but man, it it dragged quite a bit. Try put him in the car boot, whipping each other with the straps. But but obviously, uh, Dexter Lumis likes it because he's dead kinky and that. Uh, and then Loomis wins so it was good but I wasn't expecting it to go as long as it did mm.
3: Escobar Stable are about to beat up Drake Maverick but he's saved by Brizango. oh thank god they were there
1: recently on Squared Circle on Reddit they did a, someone like compiled all of Brizango's fancy dress entrances since they've been in NXT they're so funny there's something so funny about how straight faced they are when they're like sexy pilots or whatever I just, I love them. They're so good. I hope Drake joins in because he can do that. He can be their sexy little friend as well. Be so good. <laughs> sexy little
3: friend, Jesus. Sexy little friend. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and thus a slogan was born.
1: And then
3: Iris Shirei beat Sasha Banks after Asuka missed Sasha. So definitely not a sexy little
2: friend there. Uh, Did you? Any the thoughts there, Ross? I'm shocked to hear that. I guess that's one way of not having EO beat Sasha, like clean.
1: Mm. Uh, I thought it was, from the from the bits that I've seen, it looked like it was a, another just Sasha Banks proving that she's really good, again, reminding us all that she's a natural at wrestling. Oh, so, like, yeah,
3: could see in her main event again. But all this is just salad dressing to the announcement that AW made in two weeks times so we are getting finally what we've been demanding all this time the puppy battle royale
1: any ideas go to Ross for this one
2: I can't wait me it's a thing nobody asked for but I think it's a thing everyone wants unless you like cats more
1: <laughs> I like cats but, so, sorry imagine that so, yeah.
3: Ross
2: imagine if you like cats
1: uh, better uh,
3: than Bret Hart <laughs>
2: I thought I thought it was just a b and the Elite, because I don't watch b and anymore. I just thought it was one of those crappy guys going over my head, but no, it seems to be a real thing. And how it pans out, or whether the dogs are going to have gimmicks, I'm intrigued. And I'll certainly be tuning in.
1: <laughs> Is that why you put dogs on your wall?
2: Oh, no, these are just
3: the uh, the photos of the dogs that I sponsor for the Guide Dogs of the Blind.
1: Oh, nice, cool.
3: What are they called? It goes, those random dogs. Like, I don't know who that is, don't know who that is. What are they called? Uh, dogs. Oh. Individually, I mean, there's um, Goldie. To honestly, I was like looking at them. I don't want to get too attached because then it's it's really sad. The first time I kept all of them, it's like a succession of them. It's like, right, well, you're not getting any photos of her because we're trained her, now she's someone's CNI dog. I was like, I don't
2: know.
3: <laughs> But luckily, here's another new dog. You're like, oh, man, I'm not ready for this.
1: So I was like, look at them. My girlfriend sponsors a polar bear. And I'm like...
3: Bloody hell, can't compete with that.
1: Well, you're never going to meet the polar bear. Or like, I don't know. It's called Chandler. She's a big fan of Friends. Okay.
3: Does the polar bear know it's called Chandler? Does it? Does it know the know concept the polar of friends? the polar bear
1: doesn't know that it's called Chandler. Uh, Are you joking? Sorry, I took that very seriously. I feel like Dave <laughs> Melton. <it>. <laughs>
3: How would that work?
1: <laughs> no, of course the polar bear doesn't know it's called Chandler. <clears throat>
3: it's intriguing now. If you if you could sponsor an animal like that, a polar bear, would you?
1: Would you pay like more money to meet it? I wouldn't want to be a polar bear if it was named after a a wacky 90s character or not.
3: Well, that comes
1: to the (laughs) end of
3: that lovely conversation down Silly Bollock Avenue. Uh, That was the week of wrestling.
2: That's it. Let's have a rummage in our (laughs) mailbags.
3: And now let's have a little look in the mailbag. Number one. Hello, guys. First of all, I want to thank you for all the effort you've been putting in during this time. Always making the world a better place. Bloody hell, near pressure. My question is, being bullied as a child, I always wish there was someone there to protect me. In case you were put in a situation where you had to fight a very fast, tough, and powerful man, and you have the chance to bring one wrestler to help you, you can choose one for speed, one for resiliency, and one for strength or one that has three I'll go with the simple answer and say Lesnar but I'd like to know your thoughts all the best I think it's Marged it's M-A-J-D I'm very sorry there pal um,
1: thank you for the question
3: yes thank you uh, if I had to have someone come get me and I was
2: being bullied which wrestler would it be?
1: Uh,
2: I'd go Keith Leamy because Keith Lee, wouldn't, he wouldn't go in like Lesnar would with bells and whistles and swinging and suplexes and whatnot. Keith Lee would try to diffuse the situation <laughs> with a very thoughtful and poignant conversation. And then when that didn't work, because the bully is an arsehole and there's no talking to him, no reasoning with the guy, then he would whap out some wrestling manoeuvres and squash the guy as he stood.
1: Yeah, fair. <laughs> That's a very good answer.
3: <laughs> is it bad that I'm trying to visualise these? Like you just go around school, then suddenly, like it's a tap on this guy's shoulder, he turns around. It's Keith Lee. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm trying to picture the the very fast, strong, and tough man that was described in the email. But when I read it for the first time, I just pictured Brock Lesnar, and then he said Brock Lesnar later on. So I don't know who it is. I don't know. Anyway, I'll. Uh, I'll do the three I'll do the three answers. What were the categories, please, Matthew, that I've got to choose from?
3: The categories were speed, resiliency, and strength.
1: Okay. For strength, I'll go for Rampage Brown. Cause he's, you know, nice blow and hard as balls. Uh for toughness, I'll go for. It's gotta be a Japanese wrestler, probably. Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki for toughness. And for speed, uh Oh, Steve Blackman. Does he count? I know he didn't like fly off the top rope or anything, but when he was doing all that, Steve Blackman for speed. Yeah, it's mine.
3: Yeah. See those are good picks because you're picking proper guys who look scary or intimidating or the ripped or whatever. I'd pick someone like Terry Funk. Because there's people like him in Fish. Keith Lee is not from Bish uh, Steve Flagman <laughs> not a Bish lad Terry Funk could be from Bish so it's realistic that he's not going to show up this one time he's going to show up like nearly every week whenever I go and tell him Granddad, oh sorry Bishop Orton Dad um, can you come help me and he's like alright son I'll put that lad that I picked on you I'll put him in a spinning toe hold.
1: <laughs> I think you I'll put him through a flaming table I was thinking like ECW era Terry Funk
3: Yeah, but if you start off with that, you'll have to do it every week.
1: Terry Funk's also got a disarmingly nice voice. Oh, calm down, guys. Come on. It's
3: Mr. Hanky the Christmas (laughs) Pooh. Number two. Greetings, fellas. With the amount of cinematic matches going on during the strange time, I ask you, when crowds do return, will WWE continue doing cinematic matches or will they be scrapped? Also, thanks for keeping me and thousands of other people entertained through this tough time. Sean from County Meath, Ireland. I hope so. <laughs> you have the thoughts there? I think Ross is nodding. He is. See, Seahorse at line. Jack.
1: I don't like them. To the city. But, you know, it's something to talk about. So, yeah, I hope they stay then.
2: I mean, they were and there I've beforehand, written, weren't they? With great success, like Owen and Wyatt in that house. That was a fantastic time by had by everyone back in 2017. That was
1: great. that was oh, that was oh. <laughs> oh.
2: So maybe and they'll the, go back to that standard.
1: I just remember the limousine with the little napkins in the door, and oh, that was so weird.
3: I remember people at the arena going, "Why is it dark there? It's still daytime here."
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh well, that was easy. Question number three, Wagwan. After watching the Hall of Fame segment last week and seeing how much Matthew enjoys that song, I felt it was my duty to let him know there is a sequel to the song September, called December. Sorry, I might well, have skipped ahead a month, but well, it's exact same lyrics and song, but with a twist, where the words 21st and September are replaced by 25th and December. Oh, I see.
1: Oh, it's a Christmas special?
3: Yeah. Huh? I didn't actually have a question. <laughs> <laughs> but I may as well ask something. So, what's your favourite piece of crap wrestling merch you have been given? Many thanks, <sighs> P-Ness.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. It's a good one, though. Thanks, P-Ness. Uh, favourite of crap merch?
1: God. Puppet Jar.
3: Oh, how dare you? <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> I mean, it's definitely my favourite, but I mean, uh, uh, t- 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 I'm just going through my my dirty wardrobe
1: <laughs>
3: stuff I've kept
2: as well.
1: Fifty Shades of Botchomania. Uh, <laughs> I've
2: got one, uh, a bit of this dead silence.
1: Go yeah. on. Oh, sorry.
2: Remember back at, uh, back at the old place, Kenny got us all Christmas presents one year?
1: Oh yeah, he did.
2: He got me a JBL um, figure, and he had a note attached, he said, always remember you're better than him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not so much the figure, but the note. There you go, that'll do you for
1: <laughs> My
3: Oh, I know. Go on. Uh, my friend, for his secret center at work, unrelated to me, got a signed eight by 10 of Michael Cole, and it came <laughs> with a certificate of authenticity in case you thought it was a fake Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looked it so much that uh, he gave it to me, so it's actually appeared in the background of some Remind of the videos.
2: So, Scott Frise, famous cultaholic fan, he got me a signed Jerry Lawler print, <laughs> which I've got over there. It says, To Ross, you rule from Jerry Lawler.
1: Just said it to me on the blue one, D. That's lovely. Yeah. I like Scott. Scott <laughs> Brisé is a lovely man. I've got to give a shout out to Finley. Uh, Finley's not Finley Martin. Finley without the D. Uh Finley's uh, like Scott Braset. Uh, he's been a fan of us for a long time. And he once got me uh a Steve Black one 8x10. So that's yeah, that was a great one. That wasn't like Michael Cole. Um for rubbish wrestling merch, Kenny that same Christmas got me an Alberto Del Rio uh, action figure because he was the first wrestler that I'd ever interviewed because they really threw me in at the deep end and he was a terrifying man. And Kenny attached a note saying, you never forget your first. So that was, that was nice of him. But he also got me some WBF old VHS tapes that looked really pornographic on the front. So that's my, least, that's my worst wrestler merch or, whatever, or what, if it's wrestler related.
3: WBF's got bragging rights there
1: why because
3: it's the WBF
1: it, I don't know where he found them but the front looks almost pornographic there's some very large men on the front of that VHS tape I should Good get in times. a tape trade I should get in a tape trade and try and swap them for something better and then work my way up and become a proper fan
3: we'll t- back, back back. page Power Slam magazine we'll trade Alberto Del Rio <laughs> action figure in brackets <laughs> only used once for second WF tape so I have all the set Uh, well those were definitely some questions we received this week and if you'd like to send any next week don't worry, you can please send them to mailbag at gullaholic.com and now it's time for Reese's Pieces hi lads first thing I want to say thanks to all of you guys for providing us with great content in these tough times and for dealing with everything that's happened recently in the wrestling world carefully and professionally. Oh, thank you. Thank you. For this Reese's Pieces, you guys are going to have to pick between some previous entries into the prestigious Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Oh, I see. And yeah, it's a list of all the Hall of Fame. Ah, okay. That's good. That's, that's it's good. so that's good. good.
1: It's all such right. a good Reese's... It's such a good Reese's yeah, Piece.
3: if I look at some of them. Okay, it's good, good call. Uh, Reese's Pieces, so... Fastest thought first They haven't seen it before It's going to go Jack Ross me First thing that comes to your head Kenny McIntosh Or Dash Wilder Punching the guy Who tackled Bret Hart
1: Oh Kenny McIntosh Hello
3: <laughs> Well I didn't get anything From Christmas for him So I'm saying Dash Wilder Punched that guy Who <laughs> tackled Bret
1: You didn't work there At the time Exactly Okay
3: But again Can we just reiterate That somebody felt The need to tackle Bret Hart when there was every hard bastard in wrestling surrounding the little (laughs) ring it was amazing when they didn't arrest him it was just a a head and like two hands (laughs) anyway Home Bargains or Kevin Owens Dive Off The Raw Stage
1: Kevin Owens Dive Off The Raw Stage there's nothing I hate more than shopping at like Ikea or Home Bar it really gets me down I hate it I know, oh, I know, I know, Ross. I'm oh, sorry, bargains but bargains all day. No,
2: <laughs> a trip, a trip to home bargains is, a, is an event in itself. You never know what you're gonna get, like, what you're gonna pick up. Do you? It's magical.
3: Yeah, <laughs> toys R us for adults. Uh, Xavier Woods singing Patista's theme, or Matthew falling off his chair.
1: That's a tough one. Oh, They're tough two much. top seeds. Then <laughs> I've got to go for. <laughs> Whenever I think of either they both make me smile but I've got to go for uh probably probably Woods singing Batista's song
2: yeah I'm going to go for Woods as well if you went fully off the side of the chair I'd be saying <laughs> a different answer but you saved yourself thanks to that walls so I've got to go for Woods here yeah.
3: next time I'll fall properly yeah I'll go with sing <laughs> Woods must try harder uh, Chris Van Vliet
2: or Jack's basketball nemesis it's
3: oh my
1: basketball my basketball nemesis it's got to be <laughs>
2: I'll go Van Vliet. I'll tell
1: you who the nemesis is. <laughs> I don't know who
2: either. <laughs> uh, the, the nemesis,
3: just because of the story you told.
1: You I'll told it so well. Like,
3: you're my, like watching an anime and the guy's like, for 15 years I've trained.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're both stood on a basketball court in the middle of like a wasteland, just a desert. <laughs>
3: it's that sideways shot where you both look at each other and it's just you in a silhouette.
1: Thing. yeah. And then, like, there's a split screen of both of our eyes narrowing. Just you know.
3: Todd the Rabbit or Pax promo on the steps in Newcastle.
1: Oh, I've never met Todd the Rabbit, and I feel bad not picking him. But I'll go for Pax promo because it, it was the that, that sensation of like that's that's all. I say that like whenever they announce Pax has been from Newcastle upon Time, I'm like oh, so I'll go for Pax promo. No pressure, Ross.
2: I'll go for Todd. It's a lovely rabbit. The best rabbit I've ever met.
1: <laughs>
2: met lots of rabbits, me. Todd's the best one. I'll
3: gamble with Pack because I've met better <laughs> rabbits. Uh, Woo The, the fiend Bray Wyatt or still water? <laughs>
1: still water. Still still water all day. All day long.
3: Still water. It's tough but I think I'll go with The Fiend.
1: What is your beef with still water?
3: Nothing. I have nothing against still water. It's just the fact that so many people are strongly against sparkling water. And I know to there's anybody on Twitter who asks me with one of the three good sparkling water jokes that people put on that get recycled. Every time you at me on them, I go out and buy more sparkling water. <laughs> anyway. Charlotte's Knee to Rhonda. Oh, that was good. Oh, Sam Driver.
1: Oh <laughs> well I'm going to have to go with the one that's had more impact on my life so I'm going to go for Charlotte's Knee to Ronda Rousey <laughs> no I'm going for Sam, I can't not go for Sam, I'm going for Sam
2: still being married to the bloke I'm going to go for the one that brings me the most joy in my life and
1: that is Charlotte's,
2: Charlotte's,
3: <laughs> Charlotte's Knee <laughs> I hung out with Sam
2: last week and I think you, you two
3: have been very silly because he's a lovely guy but Charles need to run the world.
1: Oh, the bait and switch! Oh, masterful.
3: Salty Bret Hart or Naked Attraction? Oh my God!
1: Salty Bret Hart, what a salty terrible Bret show! Hart.
2: <laughs> what? Is there any particular Salty Bret Hart? Because he, you, was don't it, know, an, you solo, it. A, it was the promo cut about that. The
3: masked fella. I forgot his name. Oh, El Dandy. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that then, yeah. Salty Bret Hart. KSI? Oh, man. Oh, Ross's Jeans.
1: Out of all the Hall of Fame picks, the most famous of all I feel is Ross's Black Jeans. So I'll go for Ross's Black Jeans because it's the... It's the... It's the... Shawn Michaels slash Bret Hart of the Colterholic Hall of Fame.
2: Thank you for those words, Jeff. <laughs> I'll go for my jeans as well mainly because I've forgotten what it feels like to wear them I've not worn a pair of, pair of trousers since lockdown began I've had shorts on every single day
3: <laughs> so spoiler for next week Ross's short <laughs> all the thing uh, KSI because he's keeping me relevant uh, questions on the UK theory test oh I remember that one or oh,
1: William Regal shouting war games Oh, war games
2: yeah war games
1: He's gone for war games. As war well.
2: games.
3: Oh, sorry. Your, your mic's cutting out a bit. Apologise oh. there, mate. Um, I'm gonna go to the UK theory test because I was only speaking about this the other day with someone. You see a stop sign. What does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's getting like, oh, I've got four options. Gutted. One, <laughs> stop. Um two, stop on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> stop after five pm. The guy's like, oh whatever. And then answer number four she says, you're not picking this one. Um Tamatonga or J and J Security?
1: I'll go for because he's a nice blow.
3: Yeah, Tamatonga's a lovely fella. I'll pick Tamatonga as well then just to be nice. Big shows, big chair, or Botchumania.
1: <laughs> oh well I've got to go for Botamania, haven't I? Botamania. I'll, I'll go botch-a-mania.
3: for Botchumania too. Well, I'm picking Big Joe's big chair because I look like a fanny if I pick myself. And oneie Lorcan and his massive finger.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Or Captain Tom Moore. Oh, oh Captain God. Tom. Captain Captain <laughs> Tom. You can't not <laughs> pick Captain Tom.
2: One's raised over a hundred million pounds for the NHS, the other has a large finger. <laughs> I've got only Lorcan's <clears throat> massive finger. In the spirit of the cult Arlock Call of Fame, gotta go for, it, haven't you? <laughs>
3: Yeah, just to show we're in a much better mood this week, Wonnie Larkin's massive finger. <laughs> it's uh, Sir Tom O'er now, by the way, when he update last Oh god, this sorry here. Yeah. Sir Oney Larkin, apologise. <laughs> Pachiti dance.gif or oh, W2K20.
1: <laughs> Why don't we put 2K20 in?
3: Hopefully ironically.
1: Um, yeah, Pachitis. Pachitti, which one's gonna have the more lasting impact on human history? It's Pachiti's oh. Dance. Yeah. You see,
2: the the, the two Ks twenty twenty even botched the other day as well or glitched, whatever the gaming term is. With well, that offer that ran out in June. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, I'll go for Pachiti.
3: Aye, uh, Pachiti will be sent in that capsule. We sent in space with like hello and welcome to Earth in three different languages and just that. <laughs> with that. <laughs> Dash Wilder falling on his ass or Brizango's Imperium Entrance. Oh, That's a tough one.
1: This sounds like two of your picks. Doesn't it? I'll go for Brizango's entrance.
3: Yeah, Brizango. I'm picking Dash Wilder because I think that may have been the last thing he did before leaving.
1: Uh-huh.
3: i have to check that. It was one of the last things, anyway. Uh-huh. Oh, Tom Campbell or Naan Bread?
1: Naan Bread. No, it's Tommy C. It's Tommy Campbell. I've never met someone. So uh just so dedicated to making sure that everyone around him's alright which is a really nice quality to have so I'll go for Tom Campbell. Aye,
2: right, Tom Campbell's a better human being than all of us so Tom.
3: Tom makes me be a better person so Tom. On oh, not okay. happy note. Cheers for all that you do. You guys got me back into wrestling after a while away. Keep up the great work. Sam from London.
0: Well, I'm Cheers, happy Sam. that
3: we helped you uh we're very upset and we apologize profusely that you've got back into wrestling because of this
1: <laughs>
3: and if you have any more recent pieces to send our way don't worry you can please send them to the same address as before mailbag at coloholic.com it's Cultaholics. question. wow what a much happier podcast and it's time for the big big question for those still watching <laughs> Right, A W does have this puppy battle royale, but the big question is, which breed of puppy will have the best chance of winning? Yeah, you can tell we're during lockdown. <laughs> uh, I think this is a, a hell of a question to ask. I've never thought about which dog would win. Sorry, which puppy would win in a big battle royale between all the different types of dogs. So I am going to use my purpose answer of a British Bulldog because British Bulldogs are going to win whether they want to or not.
1: (laughs) That's a very good answer.
3: Jack, what are your thoughts on the Puppy Battle Royal?
1: I don't know much about dogs. I've stayed away from them most of my life because I'm allergic. Um, Aren't boxers meant to be tough? Yeah. Frank Bruno was. Not that one. The dog. Uh, <laughs> I'll go. Oh my god! I've just remembered a story. We were in a, we were in an airport, and uh, someone went up to Rampage Brown and thought he was David Hay. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I know, I know,
2: <laughs> I know.
3: I forgot about that one. Yeah. And the the cherry on the top of the cake of that story was somebody else who worked worked for the company at the time, didn't know who David Hay was, and I was behind this person. Went on his phone, and results for David Haig. The little <laughs> lad with a moustache from a thin blue line in the thick of it. <laughs> Looks just like Rampage Brown.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, it's just because we were talking about boxers. Um, I'll go for a boxer dog. They're hard, aren't they? Hard as balls uh, to win the Puppy Battle Royal. Ross, you've done research into dogs and wrestling before. To find out what breed of dog roman reigns was because he's the big dog Ah, so i'm expecting
2: Uh, but i was going to go for boxer as well not uh, just because not just because my favorite one but because they are erratic and would work well in a battle royal situation some might say they have cardiovascular uh, issues with their short snout and whatnot and the breathing difficulties that come with that when it's sort of hot and sweaty but i don't think that's an issue so i'm going to go for a boxer if not a boxer a german shepherd yeah, so yeah, they're yeah, scary, yeah. aren't they? are police dogs, yeah. or a mastiff maybe, because they're massive.
1: Do we need a, of, do...
2: the mastiff? Could be like the big show or the viscera of the uh, of the battle royal.
1: <laughs>
2: how's, the, how's the big <laughs> one going to get thrown over the top rope. <laughs> They'll team up on it.
1: <laughs> How are they going to do this? I don't know how they're going
2: to. I don't do understand it. what it is. Is I can't. Yeah, I just. I'm looking forward to it though. Whatever it is.
1: I'm assuming it's that screenshot of the mini ring with the puppies in it, and they're just going to let them play about. And then the last one One
2: them. dog had glasses on, so maybe that was like the Orange Cassidy dog. Some dogs are going to have gimmicks. If they're doing that, though, the Orange Cassidy dog needs to just be a stuffed toy. <laughs> <laughs> not moving. <laughs> I don't know. What, okay. Hey. Why not, oh.
3: eh? Why not? I think. A Cocker Spaniel would be good because he'd be like the Kenny Omega type that's gone back and forth and whizzing around. All those farm dogs that's not supposed to be owned by home people. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how this works. If it is just, look, lads, lockdown's a thing, we're just going to have a bunch of puppies and we'll pretend it's wrestling and have Chris Jericho, Gan Raj. Um, <laughs> and shout and spot a dog over to get us uh, all excited. Then I'll be all right with that.
1: I I really hope I know that Jericho's got a match that night but I really want him to be on commentary for that because he'd take it so seriously it would be so good uh, sorry I did a weird noise at the end there sorry we we'll like <laughs> your <laughs> weird noises Jack I did a weird noise at the end of the sentence and I was hoping no one would and then everyone was quiet and I don't know how to feel so they're showing the Olympics on BBC for a bit
3: the Olympics
1: yeah, they're showing the best bits of the last three Olympics on the BBC. Oh, right, right. exactly. Yeah, in a couple of weeks' time, so I'm quite excited about that. I just thought, what else is there to talk about in this question? Yeah. I
2: mean, would you think mention that... the likes of like Rottweilers or?
1: Oh right, sorry, we're doing the a, a, a pitbull
2: <laughs> with a, a bad upbringing. That's why pitbulls are bad, <laughs> but the, the surroundings that they're brought up in, of course. Well, well, look at him!
1: Look at him now. He always yeah. rocks up at WrestleMania. Uh, imagine oh. if he
2: came in and won. <laughs>
1: Start it's singing
2: Mr. Green Light when he won
1: <laughs> Mr 305
3: oh. I can't wait to see like the better part of uh, wrestling online like the Cornets talk about like god damn you see that episode oh all the dogs in wrestling nowadays they're all greyhounds they're all cardio in sport. my day was golden retrievers but... <laughs> <laughs> these dogs don't know psychology <laughs>
2: <laughs> i just imagine Arn Anderson producing <laughs> Alright,
3: see you here in <laughs> William. Uh, pa- I was just trying to think of dog wrestling names. All I've got is uh, William Beagle.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> very good. Uh oh come on, we can do this. Oh the pressure's insane. I oh, know right. Oh.
3: It's alright, there's only three people watching it at this point.
1: Oh, Someone no. could have a
2: finisher called the Wolf Rider. <laughs> 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 okay, that's good. <laughs> <Come on. laughs>
1: Oh, no, I'm struggling.
2: Or the bulldog as a finisher.
1: Oh. The golden retriever, Marie. That's good. i have for that. But
3: remember that video that went around last year where it was the bulldog hitting a bulldog to a kid off the, off the stairs? No, I've the... seen that. Oh, it was great! <laughs> because they're at this little park and this dad's, you know, filming this kid doing whatever and the bulldog goes down the slide and the kid's, you know, going, well, Half mile an hour, so they go, and like I'd get his little paws up, so
1: he hits the bulldog and the bulldog. The Chihuahua who McDaniel. Look, I'm trying my best. The Chihuahua who McDaniel. I pulled Wahoo McDaniel out the back. That's decent. I like the effort. Thank you. This is hard. End the
2: podcast, Matthew. go <laughs> oh, Whatever, who we
3: kidding?
1: Dave Mastiff.
2: There, there we
3: go. Well, that was 30-something, wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> uh, thank you very much for watching. If you have any uh, questions or thoughts, to be honest with you, these are better questions at this point, you can send them to a You can, of course, vote for the prestigious Hall of Fame by going to patreon.com forward slash but we're all naked. So, Ross, anything to plug?
2: Uh, no, not at this time. I've got out. There might be a tier list, there might not be. I don't want to confirm or deny yet. Ooh, the tension. Jack?
1: Uh, rest of the week will already be out today at the time this video goes out. And uh, my Owen's Football Manager streams are still every Wednesday from 6pm. We're about to start the season proper. It's taken us two streams to get through pre-season. But it's all looking good. Will Grigg has scored in every game of preseason. Will Grigg is on fire. Four. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. I don't want to talk about real life, Will Grigg.
3: <laughs> no one does, which is why you have been watching the Golaholic Wrestling Podcast. And the way we always end these episodes, because we haven't thought of anything else better to do, is to put the hands near the webcam. Oh, like that, isn't it spooky? Wow, well, it's like Doctor Who, circa 1973. And at the count of three, I end the podcast with one, two, three. Join us!
0: (coughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.